Welcome to Motherhood Uncut. We are so glad that you're here. Deb Rubin and I, Kate Kripke, bring to this podcast all of those conversations that are actually kind of hard to have around motherhood. We will be talking about things that make you laugh, that probably make you cry in the best of ways, that move you, that inspire you, that teach you new things. And we are really committed to this podcast because we really believe that nobody should be mothering alone. So come jump in with us, pour yourself a glass of wine, cup of tea, put on your running shoes, turn on the audio in your car. Come be with us for a bit. We can't wait to mother with you. Hey everyone, this is Deb. Today, Kate and I talk about the therapeutic approach called internal family systems therapy. Many people know it as IFS, or some people call it parts work. And it's a really booming modality right now in the therapeutic world. And I've been studying it for about four years. And today, Kate and I kind of, I explain it to Kate in a very simple way. And we talk about how to use it in mothering and how to use it in parenting. And notice I use those terms differently because sometimes they are different. Um, So anyway, it's a really interesting conversation and I hope you enjoy the show. As always, thanks for listening. Have a good day. Hey listeners, it's Kate. I am so excited to tell you about my new 12-week program called the Calm Connection System. This program is designed for you if you're a high-achieving woman and you're struggling with levels of worry, guilt, and overwhelm that are causing you distress and that are getting in your way of enjoying both mothering and having the kind of attachment and relationship with your child that you've always hoped for. You may or may not feel that you're suffering with clinical levels of depression or anxiety, but you do know that you don't feel the way you want to feel and that you are not mothering the way you want to mother, and you know that something needs to change. I'm bringing my 20 years as a clinician and maternal and child mental health expert to this program. It's designed to help you uncover the blind spots that are getting in your way, learn new ways of changing negative thought patterns, allowing for and moving through hard emotions, tending to your nervous system on the spot so that you can stay steady in the hardest of moments, access self-compassion and more, all while you form a lifelong secure attachment with your child, which I'm also going to show you how to do. And what makes this program one of a kind is that I've created it so that you have daily, yes, daily support around implementation and habit changing so that your growth and change is sustainable over time. If you're ready to increase your resilience to stress and find mental health and wellness on behalf of your kids, because remember, we know that maternal and child mental health are intimately connected, and you understand that the resources that you put towards this now, such as money, time, and energy, will give you back these same resources exponentially later, then this program's for you. Schedule a link or schedule a time to book a free call with me at the link in the show notes. I can't wait to tell you more about this program and to help you see if you qualify. The time is now. Hey everyone, this is Deb. If you listen to this podcast regularly, you know that one of my biggest desires in life is to help moms and daughters deepen their connection. I am also committed to helping to empower moms to learn to listen to your intuition in order to show up differently for your girls. Because right now, more than ever, we moms need to find a way to be an active role in our daughters' lives. And I'm really excited to tell you that I am hosting my first ever webinar on December 14th through Instagram. And in this webinar, I'm going to talk about ways to get your daughters to open up to you. 
It's going to be free and quick and easy, and it's an opportunity to get to see what I do in my groups. So if you're interested, I would love to see you there. And all you need to do is register on Instagram or on my website. And I'll see you then. Have a good day. Hi, Kate. Hi, Deb. Happy podcast day. Happy podcast day. I feel like we've been here before. <laughs> to our listeners, we just had, this is our fourth take because our, we're having technical difficulties. Imagine that. Imagine that. And look, here's Darwin staring at me because he needs something. I actually think these are more fun when they're messy in the beginning. They have to be. They're uncut. They're uncut. And Deb, we missed our podcast last week. We did. We missed all of you listeners. I missed you. I missed you. It had been a little while since we've seen each other. I know. Talk to our listeners. I'm going to let Darwin out. Okay. Hi, listeners. (laughs) So we missed our podcast day, and it was a relatively easy choice for me, but it was a little harder for our sweet overachiever, Kate, but she handled it very well, and I'm very proud of her. I did handle it well. Well, actually, you both handled it well, and I think what we said in the cut that we just had to stop because our recording froze, no one cared. Nope. No one was out there waiting for us. Which is a really good reminder of life. 100%. Actually, when I am feeling overwhelmed with the world, one of my favorite mantras is, I am insignificant. And even though that might sound self-deprecating, it actually is so... Um, relaxing for me to remember how insignificant I am really. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I don't impact people or be connected to people. It's just that my, my problems are insignificant. My, like my, my little dot on the earth is insignificant. There's actually this data out there. I was reminded of this in a book I'm reading right now that shows that we are, notorious we being humans are notoriously off with how much we believe people are thinking about us oh yes 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 so an example would be that we don't record last week thanksgiving week and i spent a lot of little time thinking okay but what are people going to think and are people going to let us down and are we going to let people down and they are we going to lose credibility and then i was like no one fucking cares. Yes. They're all having Thanksgiving. No one's sitting at their computer waiting for the next episode to launch. I mean, if you are, thank you. But <laughs> most people probably are not doing that. We're just not that important. And did that give you peace? Yes. Right on. Who cares? Beautiful. It's actually a good segue to what we're talking about today. <clears throat> so I am, I've been studying and practicing IFS, which stands for Internal Family Systems Therapy, which is a big kind of buzzword right now, and Mm. a lot of people are talking about it. And Kate and I thought today would be fun if we broke it down to our listeners about what it means and how to how to work with it in your in your mothering. Mm. And um, so, yeah. So, tell me, do you have a question? Do you want me to start? Well, let's just. Let's so internal family systems, aka parts work, yeah, right? Because I think parts work is a term a lot of people have heard, and internal family systems is one approach to doing parts work. Could you start by just reminding us, telling us what what is inten- or internal family systems and what is it based on and why is it helpful? Yes, so. It was started and discovered by Richard Schwartz. And it's been, I think it's been around for like 45 years or something. Mm. It's it's not like a new thing. It's just sort of gotten popular. Um, 
And it, I think it, and it's really, okay, so it's, when I experienced it as a participant, it was one of the most profound experiences of my life mm. that I decided I needed to learn how to mm. do this and practice it in my regular life. Um, and the reason why is because it, it really kind of turns psychotherapy on its head, mm. where psychotherapy used to kind of look at the mind as a singular object. And what internal family systems therapy does is we basically accept the idea that we have many personalities. Mm. And although <clears throat> multi-personalities has been pathologized and has a psychotic feel to it, this is 100% sane. <laughs> so we'll just de define that or clarify that. So this idea that we have all these sub-personalities inside of us um, is, is a way of looking at the mind through a friendly, compassionate approach to understanding our thoughts and emotions as their own little people mm. within us, okay? And that all of them have a purpose and that none of, there's no part within us that is negative. In fact, they've all grown out of some kind of traumatic event, big T or little t traumatic event, where they developed a characteristic quality that is intended to protect us, hmm. okay? And typically in psychotherapy, there has been an approach that's like, and even through some versions of meditation, to ignore the thoughts or ignore the characteristics or you know, internally we can tend to like shame ourselves, right? But in this approach, we are actually leaning towards it and starting to have a relationship with it. And when I say we, IFS refers to self with a capital S self as kind of this ultimate observer that is the one in charge. Mm. She's running the show and she has the ability to have true curiosity and compassion and clarity and creativity. Richard Schwartz loves all the C words. And so self, when it's in its place, can activate all those C words <clears throat> in order to have a relationship and some conversation with the part. So I'm going to give you an example because it's hard to like talk around it. <clears throat> let's say there's a part of you that is a procrastinator. Mm -hmm. I know that's not real for you, but um, let's mm -hmm. say that it's not, not real. Okay. It's just a very small part, but okay. of course I've got, I've got that part. Okay. So there's a part of you that's a procrastinator. And for a long time you've been like, Oh, I hate the procrastinator in me. I just want it to go away. Like I just, I need to focus. I need to stay on track. Da 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 da. da right. And so what we find is that when we, try and change a behavior without understanding its origin, it, uh, it's unsustainable. So there's these parts, and they are, they are born out of a traumatic event usually, little t, big t. Any time that we had to, dis to develop a new survival skill mm. to be in our family system mm. usually, a part would grow. And it was protecting, in IFS language, an exiled child. So there is a child that, let's say I'm six years old, and I am left on the playground by myself multiple times, okay? And I develop a part of myself that is like 
overly independent. Mm. I don't need anything or anyone to take care of me. And so let's say this part of me that is overly independent is starting to become problematic in my life and it's getting in the way of connection. And I just end up getting like mad at myself every time I don't let someone help me. So if I start to do the work with this part of myself, I start to have a conversation with it. And this is where it's a spiritual and rather abstract experience because honestly people have said it can be it can feel like you're doing lsd without any drugs Mm, interesting because when you close your eyes and go into your mind and see the part as separate from yourself and start to learn about the part you will be so amazed at what the part has to say Mm. you're learning that this thought feelings and behaviors actually has a whole persona Mm. and it wants to be heard Mm. because when any of us feel ignored or shamed or ridiculed, it's only going to get bigger or more aggressive and really what this part just wants to be heard and loved and seen. And so when big capital S self can meet it with curiosity and compassion and gentleness, the part starts to share about where it came from, what it believes, why it's working so hard. And then once that relationship is established, I, Deb, capital S self, would ask the part if it's willing to let me work with the child it's protecting. Mm. Okay? Because that's this beautiful relationship that this behavior grew from trying to protect this exiled child who is stuck in time. So all of these different parts of ourselves, whether it's, and I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but whether it's the procrastinator self or the um, the part of me that feels guilty a lot of the time or the part of me that is um, needs to know the all the answers like the know-it-all part yeah. or the critical critical part. part or the whatever that is perfectionist the, part the, yeah the overeater I mean all the parts so all those parts of us according to IFS and this idea of parts work is all of those other parts of us are there in one form or another to protect this exiled child. That's right. To protect different exiled children. Different exiled children. They're all being they're all part of me. Yep. And that my the and what we tend to do if we're not looking at it from the IFS, I think, um, system is want to push those like I like I hate my procrastinator self yes. or I, I I get mad at myself for judging myself and so rather than get mad at those parts am I right that what you're saying is that the work is to understand them and appreciate them befriend and friend them befriend them yeah exactly you got it and learn about them and it is actually Kate the most self-compassionate practice I have ever experienced Mm. and I've watched it with my clients and it's changed the way I look at humans Mm. because most of the time when humans are having a crunchy reaction or something it's a part of them that got activated and that part of them thinks it needs to be running the show and so then when the part is like kind of trusts you as the adult and lets you communicate with the exiled child then there's all these other layers of work. I mean, the work is very detailed, but I'm giving a very simple yeah. version. So for listeners, please know that I'm giving a very, very light version of this, and there's so many different complexities that come in. But the beautiful thing is that when we get to work with the exiled child, we get to actually give her an update mm. of what's happening in 2023. Mm. We get to reparent her 
the way she needed to be reparented, the way she needs to be. We get to bring her into different safe spaces. There's all these beautiful techniques that we can do Mm -hmm. to really tend to that child so that the part that's protecting her doesn't have to work so hard. Gosh, this is reminding me, and I'm curious to know how this would be seen from the perspective of IFS, but this is reminding me of how many conversations I've had with women in my work who will say, who will finally give words to a voice that sounds like, I'm scared to admit that I don't want to be a mother. And where I go with that is, okay, well, hang on a second. What is it like if we reframe that to there's a part of me that doesn't want to be a mother? That's it. So that we can rather than believe that we are defined by this feeling or this habit or this thing or this tendency that that feeling or habit or tendency or thing is just a part of us. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So intuitively, you're already kind of practicing on some level and it's this And I think that actually when we start to recognize that it's just a part of you that feels that way, there's so much sensitivity to the whole picture. It's like, I mean, when Richard Schwartz actually discovered this, he was working with young people that had bulimia. Mm -hmm. And he, when he got really curious about why the behavior wasn't changing, they would say, you know, there's just this part of me that is just, that has a whole personality of its own. And when he started to lean into that, he was like, it does have a whole personality of its own. <clears throat> that That is just one part of you. And how do we learn to work with that part rather than the part thinking it has to take charge of the scenario? Yeah, it's so interesting. Um, I think that another way that this has been spoken about, this parts idea is spoken about not in the context of IFS, but is sort of that idea of who's driving the car. Yes. Right? It's like you, the, the scared, anxious part of me is welcome here, but I'm going to strap her. I did not come up with this metaphor, but I'm going to strap her in the back seat, get her all nice and cozy back there, but the capital S self is going to drive the car. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I know for me personally where it's been the most effective as a mother is when the worrier in me comes to life. Yes. And I will worry if like my brain starts to go to catastrophic thinking. I have this practice that has been unbelievably helpful where I just lie down and I'm like, I can see the worrier. She's like old and just like kind of frail. Mm. And, you know, and then I remind her, I'm like, okay, listen, my kiddo has all these capacities, you know, and I might talk about my kids that I'm worrying about, but then I actually go deeper into like, I see you worried part. And as a mother, I know that I can handle whatever happens to my kids, like emotionally, you yep. know, and, and it's just a conversation and it just settles my nervous system mm. drastically. Anyway, that's just one small example. Um, but we have these things come up all the time in motherhood, right? Time. Like the part of me that doesn't like my child in this moment. Yes. The part of me that doesn't like mothering, the job of mothering in this moment. The yes. part of me that doesn't like playing with my baby. The part of me that doesn't, whatever the thing is. It's like judgmental of yes, my children. Yes, judgmental of my children. Yes. And I think it's, gosh, even just talking about it right now, it's like the the moment we allow it to just be a part of ourselves is the moment we 
can you hear Darwin scratching at the door? I will get him in a moment. Is the moment that we also can acknowledge that there are other parts to be curious about. That is an amazing point. And that actually is another component of this practice where um, a lot of times the parts are in relationship with each other. They might be in conflict with each other. So the deeper you go with the work and you start to actually develop and understand the parts, you can see like, how are these parts working together to like, you know, not serve me anymore? Or how are these parts in deep conflict? And how do I like get to help them have a relationship with each other? You know, it's funny as we're talking, I'm like, you know, I actually use this language with myself a lot of the time, yeah. right? So if I have plans to go to dinner with a group of people and I'm tired at the end of the day, I, the way I will talk to myself, and actually I think I, you and I probably talk to each other this way, is I'll say, there's a part of me that really doesn't want to go. Mm-hmm. And it's like the moment I can say it that way yeah. is the moment I can invite the other part that does want to go in and then decide which of those two voices do I want to listen to. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or which one is more is stronger at that time. So to your point, just saying it actually gives it space from you. And I like to physically, when I when I think about it, I'm like, how close is this part to me? And sometimes I need to say, okay, part, I'm going to ask you to back up like five mm. feet. And if it's unwilling and that can happen, mm. then I need to take charge and back up. And this is, of course, like esoteric and energetic, but it's really around. And so you're doing it through saying it, naming it, and then taking it one step further is to physically give it space so you can see it as separate from you. Mm. And that separate from you piece is unbelievably powerful. Well, it removes the opportunity for shame. Yes. Right? Because when the thing is me, yes. is shame. Yes. That is the definition of shame. Totally. But if I can let it take a little distance yep. from the capital S self, I use that term all the time. I'm not trained in IFS, but I use it all the time because I think of the capital S self as like the wise one, the one that knows, the observer, the one that can can hear myself talking to myself poorly, right? Yes. That and when we... And she's always full of love. Always full like of love. The, the, the capital self is like, really does not come in with any criticism, judgment. Nope, she's, she's curious. Yeah. She's, yep. yep. So that when we, can, when we can make that space in between, right, that's when we, I can sort of say, oh, this, this part of me isn't defining me. Yes. The part of me that doesn't want to be a mom in this moment is not defining my mothering capacity myself as mom yes it's saying in this moment i'm really freaking tired and annoyed and i don't want to be a mom right now yeah that part of me and that annoyed tired part doesn't want- and validate that part yeah because that's the truth we all need just inner validation yes and guess what we can do this with our kids same more and so kids don't have to go through a whole session of ifs but i have a kiddo that used to get really anxious before bedtime and rightfully so bedtime is the time they separate from their families <laughs> and that is a really common time for anxiety to come in and i would lay with her and just say you know a part of you is really scared to go to sleep and be alone. And what would you say to that part right now? And kids can go there so easily because they just are, they're just like less ego, right? And so, and one of my, this child of mine, (laughs) this sweet child of mine um, (laughs) used to, she would just say, I would tell her it's okay. And she would like 
parent this part of her oh, so in like amazing. the sweetest, most tender way. And it was just enough to regulate her nervous system to let her fall asleep. And so we can do this with kids in so many creative ways. It's so amazing. I feel like um, this, this, this way we're now moving from how do we parent ourselves in moments of, of parts work or IFS or whatever category we want to call it to how do we parent our children. It's just a reminder to me of it is going to be a heck of a lot easier to coach your child through that moment of parts if you have done that for yourself first. Mm. I'm also just going to say that that movie Inside Out. Yes, that's it. It's all that. This it's is what we're talking about, 100%. isn't it? hundred percent. Yes. And sadness wins. Sadness saves the day in that movie. Oh, I don't remember that yeah, part. Because sadness needed to be honored in that movie and sadness was being ignored. And that's such an important part of the human experience is that we have to feel our sadness sometimes. It's just as important as joy. And so, and once sadness was acknowledged, it was like had the answer to how to, I don't remember. The I got to watch that movie yeah, again. Yeah, we should watch it again. Let's, Let's watch, watch it, it again. And, um, yeah, and so it's it's again it's honor. It's such a beautiful, deep honor to all of the complexities of each individual. And like I said before, it it's really changed the way I look at humans, with so much more compassion and just like really not taking behavior personally. No, and human, we're so complex. I mean, as we're sitting here, I'm like, oh, there's a part of me that's really excited to go to Japan, and there's a part of me that's scared shitless. Yes. There's a part of me that thinks to myself, I have a meeting in a few minutes. And then there's a part of me that's like, you know what? This is too fun to be in this conversation. Meaning the anxious part yes. and the grounded part, right? We, it's like so much easier to begin to see that, you know, I do have a question for you, I guess. And it's fine to, for me to be a couple minutes late from my meeting to answer this question. Okay. It almost sounds like a recipe for inner conflict, like if I'm sitting here saying, let me use this yep. one, I just, it, there's a part of me that's feeling anxious about this next meeting I have. And there's a part of me that feels really grounded about staying here in conversation yeah. with you. How do we resolve those two different parts in a moment like this? So it's a, it is a big question. There's a process in IFS that's called unburdening. And that is really around unburdening from kind of the, the narrative that the part might have. Mm. And there's another big part of IFS that's about increasing your capacities. And so the capacity to hold opposites yes. is just an inner strength. Right? I love that. I've never heard that opposites, the both and, the capacity to hold opposites is a part of parts work, but it makes so much sense, like yeah. that we don't really have to choose... No. It can all be true at the same time. That's right. And that's like another thing you and I talk about all the time. I talk about it in my mom groups all the time is how do we increase our capacity to hold opposites, which when I talk about it in group, it has nothing to do with IFS. It's really about the journey of being a human. But in spe specifically in motherhood, we hold opposites all the time, mm. all the time. <laughs> It's like, I remember missing my kids all day and the second they get home, totally. I was instantly annoyed. Totally. <laughs> you know? That is major opposites that can, unless we have humor and acceptance around that and 
appreciation for what that's like and how normal that is, that can feel like crazy making. And it's not crazy. It's human. That's, I think, the thing I want to walk away from this conversation the most, and I would invite our listeners to do the same, is that sometimes when we're alone in our thoughts, we can feel crazy. Yes. Because there is that conflict in our mind. You know, there's the, am I anxious or am I excited? Do I like being a mom or do I not like being a mom? You know, am I a good person or a bad person? Am I, right, this sort of... It can be, it can feel, we can feel crazy because we feel like we have all these voices in our heads. But I hear, what I hear you saying is that the voices are not crazy. That's right. And that the remedy or the process is in letting each voice, each part be heard. Yes. So that they can all settle down and stop like fighting for attention. That's it. You got it. You got it. Beautiful recap. And I just want to say one last thing to listeners. I want to be really, really clear that I gave the most simple version of this. And there's some incredible books out there to learn. There's tons of great podcasts. There's tons of providers. This is, this practice is really intended to do the work on yourself. It's great to have a therapist and do it, learn it that way. But the books are really helpful. And if you Google Richard Schwartz and start to like learn about how to how to do it it's just really accessible and i gave again i didn't talk about so many things well we're trying to make this conversation accessible to people so I, as we wrap up are there is there a question or two that you could invite our listeners to consider that might help them begin to identify some of their different parts sure I would say maybe after you listen to this, you can make a little map of yourself. And so what I love to do is put a heart in the middle and then my name. And then I just start to close my eyes and visualize like who's showing up. And for me, I might have like, you know, the critical part or the, the really quiet part or the procrastinator for sure, or, you know, I'm not going to get deep into all the parts, but you just start writing those words around your, your little heart and no right word. It can be anything Anything, anyone thinks of Mm -hmm. anything. I mean, it can, it can be the angry part. It can be the over exerciser, you know, I mean, it can be anything. And, um, you just start naming them and bringing them into the room and welcoming them. And I love that they're in a heart because you're basically saying, everyone's invited here. Everybody's invited. And, you know, the next thing I might do is visualize like pouring them each a cup of tea because I love I that. I love that. You know, I've said this to you before, but I think I love all your parts. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Even the crazy ones. You are so I think I love all your parts. I appreciate it. All your parts are welcome here. Thank you. All your parts are welcome (laughs) here too. Thank you. They really are because there's no bad part. And that's actually one of Richard Schwartz's books, No Bad Part. Uh, I love that title because it's so true. There really is no bad part of being a human. mm, Hallelujah. Yeah, we just have to learn about them. Now, parts, bad parts, parts can do bad things. We're going to edit that part out. <laughs> well, we don't even need to because I think it goes back to what we're saying. It's that the choices we make can be bad choices, right? Yes. We can, the, the choices can be harmful, but the parts themselves and the feelings that we have, there is no problem there. Yes. Yeah. And it depends on who we're letting 
drive the car or right. run the show. We which want, we want self to be driving the show, yes. and driving the car. <laughs> and sometimes we might need the achiever to come in and do its yes. job, and then it goes and takes a rest. Yes, right. So we give these parts a job, but we we actually get to choose when they when they show up. They're not the ones running the show. Beautiful. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for chatting. Love you. I love you. See you next week. Bye. Hey, listeners. We sure hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you did, we would really love for you to share this with a friend. So here's the deal. We're all in this together. And as a community of moms, we need to make sure that no one is left alone. So you can help us with that. Please share this episode or other episodes that you found useful for you. Please consider rating a review and rating this podcast because when you do, it actually makes it more accessible to other moms who might be looking for podcasts that they would also find useful. So we are so grateful you're here. And if you were interested in just taking a minute or two to share and rate and review, Deb and I would be so grateful. Thank you for mothering with us.